What's happening? Opening the show with the creak of the chair. Mm. Um, I was just on Instagram Live for the first time in a really long time. You know, I have 51,000... Hang on. No, more than that. 51... 50... Is it 55,000 followers? Let me just check this stat. 55,000 followers. Discard live video. Yeah, fuck that. So let's see how many followers. 55,143 followers. You know how many people showed up for the Instagram live? 20. So talk about an audience that is kind of fake, right? Maybe I just don't do enough to engage the audience, but out of 55,000 people worldwide, we got 20. It's not very good, but it's not very good percentage or odds. Um, so I figured I would share what I'm doing right now. I've totally spaced this Thursday and I was trying to keep on track with the podcast. And of course, I'm here practicing as I always am. I should be focusing on you good people of the podcast world perhaps not so much on instagram um let's do a quick plug christmas is coming and uh we are yeah we're, we're seven days away holy shit so um i'm running a special on amazon i'm taking all the prices down on amazon something i never do uh but right across the board all the books are going to be discounted on amazon so if you're trying to get physical copies of the book uh from now through the end of the year through the end of 2020 it's been such a shit year right holy crap i hope we're going to get out of it happily the other side but yeah so through now through the end of 2020 like literally until new year's eve i'm going to take down all the prices um make them all i don't know i haven't even see i'm doing this as i speak I knew I was going to do it. I haven't figured a price yet. They're all around like the $39, $40 mark. So why don't we just make them all 30 bucks? Like all the books on Amazon, physical books shipped to you worldwide. Let's do that. That's the little sponsor for today's podcast. All the books are going to be 30 bucks. Hopefully that will take effect by the time this goes live. If not, come back tomorrow. But I'm definitely taking them, lowering all the prices. It's like about a 25% discount, I think, on most of them. So go check that out. Uh, of course, yannickwasdala.com if you want the ebook right now. Um, we will be running a sale, Christmas sale. So look out for that on all the ebooks and HX Stomp presets and all that kind of stuff. All right. Advertising sermon over. At least you didn't have to listen to something about me undies or the Cash App or Squarespace or Zip Recruiter. <laughs> um, and this is what I was working on when I was live on Instagram to three people um, um, and I guess this thing of the front pickup passive uh, mode is going to pick up a little more especially how close the mic is and the fact that I'm using my um, longer finger on my right hand or my ring finger on my right hand you can tell the difference that's third finger and then first finger. If I play just a major scale. Ah, it's tough actually. 
Big difference there. So I'm using that for the kind of sharper, more aggressive sound. Uh, just trying to be rhythmically and melodically and harmonically loose and be musical develop ideas and um, yeah I don't know I'll try and explain it afterwards maybe or as things become more lucid during the process perhaps <laughs> How am I going to 
sides with the sixth sixth diminished minor or just even third feeling this idea anymore I feel like the last 30 seconds I was kind of forcing forcing the issue a little bit perhaps um, I did hear oh that's something I wanted to try I did hear Brad Meldow playing on a pretty kind of a slowish swing B flat blues
Just a second. Some good stuff in there. I'm trying to focus on the time as much as I can. And sort of the elasticity. We we're talking about that on the stream earlier on today. The elasticity. 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 Where's the accent in that word? The elasticity of the time um, and your ability to uh, 
to maintain nuance when it gets more dense. Perhaps when the tempo is faster, when the lines are, I don't know, when the lines are a little more, yeah, a little more dense, you know? When I'm kind of motoring away at a higher velocity. <coughs> oh, <coughs> excuse me. When I'm kind of high, um, motoring away at a higher velocity. I'm trying to eat a chocolate coin. It is close to Christmas here. Belgium chocolate coins. I thought I would sneak one down quickly between words. That completely fucking backfired on me. And I'm choking on chocolate now. There you go. You might not have video on this podcast, but you certainly get graphic explanations of what the fuck is going on here. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, so the nuance thing and being okay with going anywhere, like le- really letting the music sort of take me, take me where it's going to take me, you know, harmonically speaking. Yeah, it's a blee, fa- blee, it's a blee, f- a blee flat blues. Blee flat blues. Um, it's a B flat blues. It's not rocket science. 12 bars comes around again every time um, especially with this one chorus loop I put in but just feeling like I have the freedom to go anywhere I want is kind of cool and also not thinking about where that place is like I'm not thinking oh I'm going to go D major here and get all these tensions or I'm going to substitute this chord for that one it's totally at least the the concept is for it to be totally in the moment and subconscious Um, you know and there's another thing as well while i'm thinking about it i hate to stop when i'm in the middle of it but it's good to explain that stuff like i might not be eighth notes you know jankily swinging eighth notes or unswinging rather not everything has to be metronomically in time and in the place where you might expect it you know some of these things are are away but that's the nuance of it they're away from the time sometimes but that is the elasticity of the time and the control which i'm trying to get in the framework of the time the framework being the loop that's in my looper Normally, the framework would be the, the group that I'm playing with, the, the ensemble, uh, which in itself is quite elastic. You know, it's very unmusical to be metronomic most of the time. So in, in that in itself, the, the, the accompaniment, the comping is, can be super loose. Um, but what makes so much of this stuff effective is when everyone is in control of every micro placement, rhythmic micro placement of every beat. And when you can feel that as a unit, that's awesome. Something you can't really practice when you're playing against something that's so static like this loop. But you can practice for yourself and you can be aware of where that is in relation to the thing you're dealing with right now. It's this 12 bars in the looper. In the Eros looper, the singular sound. Maybe this podcast is brought to you by Singular. 
Singular sense. Singular sounds like a wireless company. Yeah, welcome to Singular Wireless. It's 5G over all this Deutschland. German um, cellular commercial. Okay, enough of that shit. No. <laughs> And that line, I just see or picture or hear John Coltrane or some like big tenor saxophone sound. And I, I'm not compelled to play a thousand notes in place of three, you know, to have that in my listening history is massively important right in this moment. When I when I talk about being immersed in the music for so long that it comes out as a natural extension of your playing. That is exactly what I'm talking about. You know, when you listen to a great tenor saxophone player, be it one of history that is no longer with us, or one like Walter Smith or uh, Chris Potter or someone that, that is with us now and that you can, you know, at some point you'll be able, able to go and hear them live, but you can hear modern renditions of that freedom of expression, you know. You can hear... You know, old stuff like Train and Dexter Gordon and Lester Young and Ben Webster and Eric Dolphy and Sonny Stitt and Sonny Rollins and, you know, the the people that came after, like Steve Grossman's and Dave Liebman's and Michael Brecker's and, and Bob Berg's and Joe Lovano's and, and these kind of people. And then on to today's players like Walter and, you know, Bob Reynolds and Ben Wendell and Jaleel Shaw and Dana Stevens and... John Ellis and that that whole crew of just these big saxophone sounds with being able to play one or two, three, four notes, not a whole wash of notes, and it'd be super effective and be able to say a lot with very little. And when you can't put air in the instrument like we can't with the bass, you my goal is always to emulate doing that even though we can't physically do that and try not to get carried away with the busyness too soon with the density it doesn't need to be dense to say big things and to ask big questions Thank you. 
Sometimes I am, shall we say, less than convinced by my own bullshit. Fuck. Uh, feel it slipping sometimes. Feel the brain cells slipping away. Slipping away from me to Let's tune the bass, shall we? Let's not be that bass player who tunes once a week. Let's tune the bass once every 10 minutes or so. Ah. Mm, Interessant. bass player and it would be able to do that I like very much even just without the harmonizer just like um, just bass notes
Also, that's a pet. That's the Chase Bliss Dark World, and I should really get into all the dip switch settings as well for the auto ramping. It is an epic pedal when you really use it to its maximum potential. One more shot. Maybe let's find a different motif to work. Again, elasticity. It's the name of the game here. Thank you. 
Just bullshitting now. It's a good time to put the base down. Maybe try and eat another chocolate coin without choking myself to death. Holy shit. Um, yeah. So, Christmas time. Mistletoe and wine. There'll be no mistletoe and probably very little wine in this household, but Christmas time nonetheless. I hope you guys are doing good. I hope there are positive thoughts on the horizon. I'm just going to chew through this unashamedly so I don't choke on it this time. Me trying to be all slick and hide it last time. Or just not be rude, rather. So, yeah. I hope there are good things on the horizon for everyone. And um, I think there are good musical things on the horizon for all of us coming up. It might not be as soon as we would like. Holy shit. But I think uh, I think it's going to happen. I'm really hopeful have lots of things kind of on the back burner which i'm slowly bringing forward to a boil and um hello come in welcome say hi please say hi hello hey you look like a reporter from like 50 years ago <laughs> are you just saying i look old no it's just weird to oh holding a massive a giant microphone and headphones on your head like it looks it's, like you're trying to find it's pretty analog looking right brainwaves or something from this from this view it is but it's great well, so i guess you can't do the thing i was going to ask you what's that there's a hair oh there's a hair there's i don't think hair. it matters there's a hair. what do you need me to do uh i just made a really long video okay where i talk annoyingly oh and i want you to do the <laughs> vlog special the vlog special where you take it from very annoying to a little less annoying Oh, oh! You mean the quality of the sound? Nope. I mean the um, uh. Oh, the editing. Mm, mm. The editing. Okay. But I could probably do it. Myself. I can do that. Let me try a pass at it. Okay. And then when you're done, let me know. We're we're an in-house production company here. Hi, podcast. Yeah, we're an in-house production company, and this is how we should be doing two bass hit. By the way, just like this. Dum -da -dum 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 -dum. I don't really want to stand for an hour. You don't have to. We could sit down on the couch. Christ. All right. Yeah. Very nice. On that bombshell, you enjoy your editing. Hey, Coley. <laughs> it's a family affair um so yeah chelsea's gonna go edit it's crazy here i tell you like it's non-stop like although the the last week or two i've just realized that i'm not in the middle of writing a new book i already have the idea for like the next book whatever the, the, whatever that might be like two or three ideas actually but we're not in production for any of that right now and chelsea just got done with like a week I don't know, actually like two weeks, two of the longest weeks of her life in terms of work. It's been crazy. Um, even during pandemic, like there is stuff going on musically behind the scenes. Um, people are working on scoring things like she's just been doing music prep, like music copy and session prep, like prepping Pro Tools sessions for uh, film scoring, you know, for like cues. So she just went, she literally didn't sleep for two days, like just went round the clock, plus working for Fender it's been crazy and we just are beginning to see the light at the end of the tunnel in terms of taking a break um not that we are complaining about that at all we are unbelievably grateful to have been working as much as we have um the past months and uh it's just pretty crazy that it's been non-stop and um we are just about to see the break for a week or so which is nice i hope you are experiencing something similar and if not right now then 
then soon. And yeah, so like I was saying, like bringing some of these things rather like off the back burner and to a boil. Um, there is a young drummer by the name of Ronnie Caspi who I would really like to work with. I think she is Israeli, but maybe living in Germany and was at Berkeley. That's all. Uh, that's all a quick internet search will do. But f- regardless of all of that, she plays so good, and I would like to. Uh, send her some tracks to play on perhaps and see if we can't get a vibe going and just figure something out to do like i'd like to be ready to go with some things once it's possible again um it'd be nice to have something fresh some new music ready to go a new album or just a new something you know like like hey remember we used to do this all the time and it was super fun and everyone you know was was in on it (laughs) like so that's that's kind of where where my head is at with that been super fun doing this podcast again i gotta say it allows me to uh aerate or air out i should say my thoughts and obviously share a little bit of the process with you guys as well which is always fun um thank you for all the positive feedback if you're watching on youtube i've been putting them up on youtube there's there's like a 50 50 split in terms of like man where's the really wish there was the video you know and then people like oh man i totally have this on in the background so it's totally fine, you know, and I'm just used to using YouTube, so that's great. So for all the people who wish there was video, there's plenty of other video out there. You don't need to, like, literally right this minute, you don't need to see me sitting here in my office talking into a microphone. There's, the video is useless for that. And for the music stuff, it's better that you listen anyway, you know. I didn't have video access. Not saying that because I didn't get to do something, you shouldn't be able to do it. No, I'm just saying musically for your ear, it's actually better for you to listen than it is to watch. You know, it's better if I don't tell you the fingering for something and you don't see exactly how I do it, because then you come up with a solution for the problem. The problem being you don't know what it is, don't know how to play it. And you come up with a solution that suits you. I remember doing that a lot. And then like seeing people, you know, Lawrence Cottle was my mentor, for instance, and I would transcribe a bunch of stuff off a recording and then go and see him live. And he wasn't doing it anywhere near what I had transcribed. We, like, I was playing it a totally different way. Same notes and everything, but different fingering, different positions and stuff. So, you know, Steve Wolf, my friend Steve Wolf, the great drummer in New York. Well, kind of in L.A. now as well. Um, always talks about that when we sit down and talk about music about like his you know the drummer like sticking patterns you know listening to billy cobham listening to tony williams and then you get to go see them because they come to your city once maybe in a year and you go see them and like holy shit i wasn't doing it like that and now you maybe you can do it and you know and you you have your own solution to that to that problem and you, you you're already starting on the road to making it unique to you which is really important like, don't lose sight of the fact that you want to make whatever you're listening to unique to you. So, yeah, the listening thing is good. It's really good. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think that's about it. Don't forget Amazon.com for all the books. Like I said, I'm going to do a price reduction on Amazon. I'm going to set that up right now. And uh, we'll do a little sale this coming week, Christmas and New Year vibe at YannickWizDollar.com. For the books and everything that are up there, I'm working on a play along package right now. Hopefully, that will be here before Christmas, which would be awesome. I've been working on all these variations of two five ones, which is super fun to practice to. 
just all these different voicings, you know, 13 flat nine or altered or sharp nine or minor two five or minor seven flat five to five to a minor one or a major one. Deceptive resolutions, like all of these things that we should be practicing, all these things that crop up so much in tunes. I know a lot of us play standard, you know, just jazz standard uh, kind of repertoire and just modern music in general. So I've been putting tons of those together. So that'll be a nice big play along package. That'll be at the store very soon. Uh, other than that, um, yeah, I'm going to peace out and uh, probably check in with you guys again on Sunday. This has been the Thursday podcast. See you cats. Uh, see you cats Sunday. <laughs>